Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. I want to welcome you back, and today we're going to talk about unwavering faith. Unwavering faith. But before we begin, we're going to open with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, O God, and we praise you for this new day that you've made. We thank you, Lord God, for another um, devotion or another day to look at your word and know who you are, oh God, and understand more of who we are because we know who you are, God. I pray, Lord, that you would touch those hearts of the individuals that are listening and that by the um, you speak through me and that they will be drawn nigh unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, today's topic is unwavering faith from Hope in Christ with Denise. We're going to start with Hebrews 11 and 1. And we're going to um, deal with the word faith. Now, before we begin with the word faith, we have to deal with the word unwavering. So when I break apart the word unwavering, I take um, take apart the UN, which means not, not wavering. Waver means I'm going back and forth back and forth between one opinion or or something to another opinion or another belief or whatever it is so I'm wavering I'm trying to decide which one to accept so that's what unwavering means now the scripture that we're going to talk about is Hebrews 11 and 1 and in the King James of Hebrews 11 and 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we're very familiar with that passage. So what I did was I took the Amplified and also the message to look at the same passage, but in different, how is it paraphrased? So again, the King James says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence What's the evidence? Faith is. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. So the Amplified says, Now faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation. So faith is the confirmation, the assurance of things hoped for, of those divinely guaranteed things. Faith is the assurance of those divinely guaranteed things. And the evidence of the things not seen. the And those things not seen. The confidence. The conviction of their reality. Knowing that they're real. Even though we can't see them. Faith comp, um, comprehends as fact. What cannot be experienced by the physical senses. So having faith is knowing and being convicted and being assured that what we believe is the truth. Now, the Message Bible is another paraphrase. And it says the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this trust in God, this faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. So faith is our firm foundation it's our handle on what we can't see 
So that's where we begin with faith, believing. We start with faith. Now, what does the Bible mean by the word faith? And why is this word so vitally important to believers? Well, the Strong's Dictionary says faith is the acceptance, the belief, the confidence, and the certainty of God's truth as revealed in Scripture. Let me say that again. Faith is the acceptance, belief, confidence, and certainty of God's truth as revealed in Scripture. So we have to accept it, believe it. We have to believe it in order to accept it. We have to have confidence in God's Word. And we have to be certain that His Word is truth and that He is the truth as revealed in Scripture. Faith is essential to our walk with God. It is the essence of discovering who we are in him. The writer of Hebrews 11 and 1 focused on faith's importance as he or she spoke to the Jewish converts of that time, reminding them of the dangers of turning away from true faith, which is faith in Jesus Christ. So faith is essential to our walk. It's essential. And they focus on how important faith is and how dangerous it is to turn away from the true faith of Jesus Christ. As I was reading this particular scripture on faith, I found it very helpful to break it down into parts in order to get the bigger picture. Here is a closer look at the word faith. So, I use the who, what, when, where, why method and the how method um, in order to get a deeper understanding of this word faith. So, who should have faith? Those that believe and all of humanity should have faith, but those that believe in Jesus Christ must walk in faith because We can't physically see him, but we know and trust and believe in his word and know that we have um, spiritually encountered him. So that's who should have faith. What is faith? Again, true faith is having confidence and belief in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and his plan for redemption of mankind through the blood of Jesus Christ. So true faith is having confidence and belief in God and God and through the redemption plan of Jesus Christ for mankind. That's what true faith is. When should we have faith? One should have faith continually without wavering. So we should maintain walking faith all the time, every day, every second. We should walk in faith that God is with us, that Christ died for us and he rose on the third day with all power in his hand and that we have the right to the tree of of life through him and um, eternal life through Jesus Christ and that he said that he desires that we prosper, be in health even as our soul prospers. So in addition to our soul prospering, he desires that we prosper and be in health. 
The other W is where does faith abide? So where does this where 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 does this faith supposed to be contained? And the answer to that is faith abides in our hearts. In our hearts. Now are we gonna be perfect? Sometimes we're human, but um, well, we are human all the time, but we're human, and so sometimes we may get a little nervous. We may, but that faith, that faith should kick in, and we trust God, and we remember His word, and we stand firmly, no matter what the doctor says, no matter what um, the real estate uh, broker, whoever says, whatever God says is what shall come to pass. That may not be the moment that it's supposed to or that it's designed to come to pass. But whatever God says is what we must believe. So where we have faith, it has to abide in our hearts. One Another word that really, really, really got me is why should we have faith? Hebrews 11 and 6 says specifically, but without faith. It is impossible to walk with God and please him. So this is the Amplified. Without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please him. For whoever comes, draws near to God, must necessarily believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. So in order to come to God. And believe that he is who he says he is. We have to have faith. It's impossible to please him. We have to. It is necessary to believe that he exists. In order to have faith in him. We got to first. We believe that he exists. So why should one have faith? It's essential. It's important. It is the key to us drawing near to God. Without it, we can't draw near to God and be made whole through Jesus' blood. If we believe in ourselves and we allow the enemy or those philosophers around us to tell us that God doesn't exist and um, you're just delusional or... Um, I don't know how you came to that conclusion and this and that and this and that. When we allow that, our faith dwindles. And so we can't listen to them and also trust God at the same time. Because something is going to go without. Either we're going to draw to God by faith and continue to say, God, I trust you. I trust your word. I know that you're the truth. Or we're going to listen to the naysayers, to those that feel like they have the answers and they have the facts and they have the truth. But truth only comes from God. He is the creator. He is truth. He is the creator. And when truth came into um, the world... It came from God. So when we're listening to others saying, well, my truth and they have their truths, 
we have to understand truth can't be divided. Truth cannot be divided in two. Either somebody's telling the truth and the other person is not. But both of them can't be telling the truth. If it's on the same subject to say God exists and God does not, somebody is not telling the truth. And I venture to say the philosophers and the naysayers and those that have their own um, opinions about what they believe. But God is true. So that's why we must maintain our faith. And then how is faith obtained? Faith is obtained by hearing the word of God. The word says in Romans 10 and 17, Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, the message of Christ, the truth about who he is. Our faith can't grow. Our faith can't, um, our faith will begin to waver if we're hearing other messages and not hearing the word of God, not getting the word of God into our spirit. We begin to Oh, I hear people say, I've heard people say, um, oh, go to YouTube. I was watching this individual and they have a message about why, you know, Jesus is made up. I've heard so many different things and you have to choose for God. I live for God. I die. We have to choose to say no, because the word says that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And no man comes to the father, but by him and in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God he was the same in the beginning with God so we have to have that faith that fundamental diligence unwavering truth that Jesus Christ is the only truth there is we have to walk in that every single day of our lives. And when we're confused about anything, we have to make it our business to say, God, I don't understand this particular scripture. Help me to understand it. Help me, give me a revelation about this part because it says over here this. But over here it says this, and God will begin to give you the revelation that you need. But our faith grows as we go in the word and we spend time worshiping God, walking with him, reading his word, hearing his word, and not drawing to our own philosophies or other people's philosophies. So as we can see here, we cannot live a truly productive and redeemed life without faith. Because the word says again, without faith, it is impossible, not possible to please God. Our faith can't be placed in those things that profit nothing, but must be rooted and grounded in Christ alone. Let us keep our hand. In his 
and allow him to lead the way to eternal peace. We have to walk by faith. We place our faith in so many things because we waver in what we believe to be the truth. But we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the word declares that Christ is the truth. The way, the truth, and the life. And eternal life is found in him. Eternal life is found in him. We have to feed our spirit man to grow in our faith. Again, it says, according to Romans 8 and 7, our flesh is at war with God. Our flesh wants to sleep when we should rise to spend time with the Lord. Our flesh wants to stay up and watch a TV show when we need our rest to be refreshed to go to do God's work. There are many other examples that we can think of regarding our flesh. Therefore, we must die to our flesh on a daily basis and walk in the spirit and walk by faith. How do we walk in the spirit? Our spirits have to be fed through God's word. We have to grow in his word. Walk in the spirit to walk by faith, trusting that unwavering comes when, the, because God's word is like a two-edged sword. And so it's like food to us, to our soul. And that's how we grow in our faith. As we grow spiritually, we can walk by the strength of the Holy Spirit. This can only take place through our quiet time with God. Reading his word and hearing him. His word gives us life. As I said earlier. Open his word to receive life. And our faith to grow. Again, the scripture says, another scripture, for example, John 6 and 63 says, It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. This is Jesus talking. But we have to believe that. And walk by faith. We have to have faith to believe that the Spirit gives life to us. And we have to hear. We have to hear the Word. Reminding you that the Word says so. Then faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And that's Romans 10 and 17. I think about my quiet time. And and to be honest, there are some times that I miss. And I can tell the difference in 
my wavering of my faith, my trust in God, because I'm not being fed and eating his word, filling my spirit, feeding my spirit. But when I am, my quiet time with God has become the most important part of my day. Sometimes I know for a fact that when I'm a school teacher and when I go to work and I'm discombobulated and everything, I know that I haven't spent enough time with God or I was rushing and trying to get out of the house. And so there may be something that comes up where I have to walk by faith. How do I walk by faith, trusting God continuously? There may be a student, something may be, may be going on. And I miss it. Because I did not have that intimate time. I got distracted with all the things around me. Um, work, My work, my job as a teacher was one of the main things. It got me so off track before. As a teacher, my job can become overwhelming. Very overwhelming. And I had to be reminded that nothing can come before God. And that's that growing of our faith. Helping us not to waver when we, our spirit man is being fed. God had to become my priority. And he still has to because there are areas I still have to work on. Um, my pastor, I remember her telling us that we have to rearrange our time to where there's quiet time with God. And that it not be an option because we have to have that time to have our faith to grow in Christ. There are times today I will find a quiet spot. I begin to pray. I begin to speak in tongues. I begin to um, take a scripture and read it or things like that. Because the enemy doesn't want us to get to the word. Because remember we said that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so we have to be diligent. And thirst for God. Thirst for God. As the deer. I love that particular song. Long for God. It says, um, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God. Psalm 42 and 1. We must desire God just as we desire our next breath. He is our very life source. Allow him to restore you and give you all that you need. So that our faith will become unwavering. We have to pant as if we're going to die from thirst if we don't get to his word. That's where we'll come to an unwavering as we trust in him. And I'm talking to myself as well. It is so important that you understand I'm talking to myself as well. When I do these devotionals, 
it is so awesome how God is speaking to me first and then to others. So we have to have unwavering faith, staying in this word, staying on our knees praying. We don't even even if we're not on our knees, we're in a car, we're in the corner in our classroom or wherever you work. Begin to pray. That's faith. Because if we don't have faith, who are we praying to? We have to have some faith to believe that someone's listening. And that there's someone greater than us that can answer those prayers. So that's what 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 our faith is. But we can't waver in it. And again, I say to myself as well, we can't waver in it. One minute we say, God. I thank you for what you're about to do in my life. I thank you, Lord. And, and we go through the motions. And then two minutes later, well, I don't know. Well, maybe that's wavering. That's wavering. We have to stand flat-footed and trust him. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God, for helping us to grow. Heaven us to draw near to your word, O oh God. Feed and feast on your word. That our faith will grow. And we won't waver. And trust in Lord God that your promises are yes and amen. But you did say, God, that you desire that we prosper, be in health, as our soul prospers. So you don't want those things to be above us prospering in our souls help us today lord that we not tarry in worshiping and spending time with you but that we will god seek your face turn from our wicked ways and do what you've called us to do god everything trust your word knowing Tell your truth. Help us today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You can follow me on Facebook, um, Instagram, and also Twitter. You can follow the Hope in Christ Ministries page. If you would like to become a guest blogger, you can go to Hope and Christ website and email me, and I would love for you to write a guest devotional for Hope in Christ. You don't have to be an author. God could have laid something on your heart, and I would love for you to write a devotional for Hope in Christ. Also, you can follow me at my author page on Instagram and Facebook as well, and also follow my um, author Project Hope YouTube channel. Um, where I teach youth using strategies um, from English language arts class and teach them the word. And also stay tuned for the Hope in Christ anthology. Um, If you are interested in being a part of that anthology, again, you do not have to be an author. God has given you a word and you have a testimony of how you came to Hope in Christ send me an email and join in on this great anthology that will be published in 2018. So I thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And I pray that you will walk by faith.
and not by sight. Be blessed and hope in Christ.